I just want to find uh, 11,780 votes, which is one more than we have, because we won the state. So, so tell me, Brad, what are we going to do? We won the election, and it's not fair to take it away from us like this. And it's going to be very costly in many ways. And I think you have to say that you're going to reexamine it, and you can reexamine it, but, but reexamine it with people that want to find answers, not people that don't want to find answers. Uh, for instance, I'm hearing Ryan, and he's probably, I'm sure, a great lawyer and everything, but he's making statements about those ballots that he doesn't know. But he's making them with such he, – he did make them with surety, but now I think he's less sure because the answer is they all went to Biden. And that alone wins us the election by a lot. You know, so. Mr. President, uh, you have people that submit information, and we have our people that submit information, and then it comes before the court, and the court then has to make a determination – we have to stand by our numbers. We believe our numbers are right. Well, under law, you're not allowed to give faulty election results, okay? You're not allowed to do that, and that's what you've done. This is a faulty election result. And honestly, this should go very fast. You should meet tomorrow because you have a big election election coming up, and because of what you've done to the president, you know, the people of, of uh, Georgia know that this was a scam, and because of what you've done to the president, a lot of people aren't going out to vote. And a lot of Republicans are going to vote negative because they hate what you did to the president. Okay? They hate it. And they're going to vote. And if you would be respected, if really respected, if this thing could be straightened out before the election. You have a big election coming up on Tuesday. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a special bonus episode of All the President's Minutes. I'm your host, Blake Howard. Uh, it's it's taking a couple of episodes for me to process the fact that Donald Trump has literally stolen from the Nixon playbook from campaigning to political malfeasance to uh, uh, attacking the media and attacking journalists uh, and attacking the Constitution all the way up to literally implicating himself in trying to really like disrupted the democratic process in Georgia with a phone call. And I had a fun conversation uh, about the stupidity and like mafiosa nonsense of this uh, kind of action uh, with Sean Burns. But my good friend, Mr. James Oliphant, who is the national political correspondent at Reuters and has been a frequent guest on the show is going to join me again because I just need James to help me make sense of this because I still, and I never thought I would say this, I still have the capacity to be amazed at, at the lengths that this administration and their entire propaganda machine will go to, to say that everything he's doing is fine. James, how the hell are you doing? <laughs> well, I'm I'm doing fine. You know, I'm uh, I'm like on month nine of my lo my COVID lockdown, and I'm not insane. So uh, that's a point in my favor. Uh, but Blake, congratulations on having the most prescient podcast of all time. Uh, you really call it with this <laughs> one. You know, it's great that they could give they could give you the ending that your podcast deserves. Uh, I'm happy for you. I don't know how you called it so uh, cleanly, but you called it. 
Um, I'm not sure I have an explanation for you in terms of um, why or how this is all possible. I will say what it re really amazes me about President Trump is not so much what he does, but it's just the ham-fisted way in which he does it. Yes. And, um, no one ever accused Richard Nixon of finesse, <laughs> but um, you know Trump makes him look like uh, a character in a John McCarry book, uh, you know, in terms of cloak and dagger. I mean, and, you know, and, and stillness. He makes he makes Nixon look like George Smiley, just like right, right, right. Circumspect, you know, withdrawn, reserved, and uh, and it's it's just it astounds me because you know as as people have noted with with Trump. There is no subtext with Donald Trump. No. It's all text. Yeah. Uh, there's barely context with Trump, but you know, <laughs> um, you know, it's like okay, you know, if you listen to the famous smoking gun tape, the Nixon tape, you have to connect some of the dots, and uh, you know, you have to know exactly what was going on at the time with, and what they're talking about. With Donald Trump, you don't have to connect any dots. It's it's one big dot. Like he tells you. He tells you exactly what he's thinking and what he wants. It's not, oh, we have to look into election fraud or you need to recalculate, you know, your, your totals. It's, hey, buddy, I need 11,000 votes. What do you got for me? That's all I need. That's all I'm asking from you, you know? And, um, and, and so his motives are so plainly evident that, uh, you know, it's, it's astounding. I mean, it's... Um, and that, that, that's what I always take away from it. It's just like, gosh, you know, uh, it, 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 it boggles the mind. It, it totally does. Because like when you hear those Nixon tapes, you know, and I guess in earlier iterations of them, they were much harder to hear. They don't come through with the blistering digital clarity that we have now, like turned up and like, he's like, well, I can get the money for this. And then someone will pause it and come over and give some color commentary. Like, Right now, Nixon is saying that he can take a million dollars out of his creep fund and give it uh, give it as a bribe for one of the people who's broken into serve time and stay quiet. Basically, you know, people, you have that explanation bit. But what's kind of shocked me is that when this story broke, it it's it's again experiencing, at least in my mind, that quality of like being consumed with another twenty dumb things and another you know, other parts of the news cycle that are going on, obviously the chaos of Corona um, that's happening all over the world and, and getting vaccines out there faster, et cetera. So, you know, you being like in the trenches of political discussion, what's the reaction like in the broader community that you see probably way more closely? Like what's the, what's the politics Twitter you know, film Twitter equivalent of like this story and how, how the ramifications are bubbling. Like are people, is the feeling that this is like a super significant thing as I, I think a, a big parts of the media are saying that it is? Well, Blake, you got to remember, this is just part of uh, an effort that Trump is, this is what Trump has been doing since the beginning of November. Yeah. Um, yeah. And his allegations have gotten just more and more off the chart. But what we have seen is it, it's almost it's been methodical in its own way. And that is, OK, his claims of fraud have never gone away. But first, he started with the courts and he tried to pursue that as a remedy. And that went nowhere. And then he tried to put pressure on state legislatures to act beyond their power. And they wouldn't do it either. And so 
and basically, as he has done this, it's almost like he's been swallowed up by his own conspiracy theories, and he, he's become more, more insistent. You know, he's screened out anything that suggests that he's not right. Yeah. And so what you're hearing on that tape with, with Raffensperger is a man who just seems to, I mean, I, you know, he almost seems to believe what he's saying. I mean, like, in other words, it's gone from conspiracy theory to reality for him. And I'm not sure it was that on, you know, November 6th or 7th or whenever this was called, but it sure seems to be that way now. Yeah. The guys on the tape are so funny because in the nicest possible way, and this is no, not to diminish them, but they're just like very straightforward guys. He, he's saying, he's saying ridiculous things. He's like, I think they, you know, the machines were tampered with. Could the machines have been tampered with or could, were machines taken out of the County? He sort of, t- he goes on a bit of like a brain diarrhea run in the conversation and the guys go, no machines were touched. No machines were moved. There's no evidence of any of the machines flipping votes for anyone. They're like there's no technical faults then in the machines. Could there have been, you know, votes that weren't counted correctly? We've literally counted and hand counted and recounted millions of votes across almost every state has done recounts in some way, shape or form. And that's when this, that's when it's like, it's a, it's that sort of scientific experiment or that thesis. Like, I think if I create these conditions, it will give me this result and you do the experiment and it completely, it completely defies you. It does not present the result that you want. And it's like, well, how do I just falsify the result that I think should have happened? And so now it's like, it's that blatant. It's like, well, find me 11,780 votes. Cause there's one more vote than I need. And you're like, of course, do you know how, do you even understand how unfathomably ridiculous it is that you need one extra vote? They find miraculously the Georgia legislature find one extra vote. It's like, what are you doing? One of the biggest issues with this Blake all along is that um, the president has really confused um, his alleged, let's just say the the alleged fraud with the remedy. In Mm. other words, he, he, he wants the remedy for any, any irregularity discovered to be, I'm president. Yes. It's not, you know, um, he wants someone to wave a ma- magic wand and make him president, whether it's the Supreme Court, whether, you know, and, you know, that's what this has the tone of. It's sort of magical thinking. It's like you find, you know, we find 11,000 votes and boom, I'm president. And, and, and it's a com- it completely disregards the reality. I mean, the other thing that's, that's sort of maddening about the tape is the timing of it. In other words, the Electoral College has voted. They are certifying these votes tomorrow in Congress, all right? They're not counting the votes anymore. They're not, you're not questioning the vote counts anymore. That, that, that period for all that is gone. Yes. And so for Trump still to think, okay, well, geez, if we found 5,000 more votes here, suddenly I'd be president again. It just, it's a, it, it's a complete lack of understanding of how the electoral process works, you know? It, 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 and it confuses... <laughs> You know, there's no there's no comprehension of the machinery of democracy and how the whole system works. And I'm sure his advisors in their own way have tried to explain that to him, but he is stuck on it. And um, he thinks because he was personally wrong in some way, uh, he should get to be president. And um, and I think it's just it's really notable too, uh, not to go on and on, but that he's focused so much of his attention on Georgia 
when it wasn't even the largest elect by far it's not his largest yeah. electoral loss uh it's not like michigan or pennsylvania and but there's just it, it just sticks in his craw that a republican governor and republican secretary of state would not just do his bidding like he says on the tape like hey you're republican Come on, you know, you should, you should be, you should feel like this is wrong that I'm not president. And they're like, yeah. we're like, <laughs> they're so great. They're like, no, but we've investigated all of the claims of fraud and the irregularities and the counts and we've audited everything. And there's no evidence of any of the claims that you're talking about. There is literally nothing. No. And I'll tell you, uh, as one of my many lack of virtues, I used to be a lawyer and um, it's <laughs> many, been lack of for, many lack it's of been, yes, not only Not only I'm a journalist, I'm also a lawyer. <laughs> I might as well just be a dentist and just like, get it all over. <laughs> um, but it's it, that, you know, to see these lawyers make these specious claims uh, in all these courts. And I, I, you know, and, and it's, it's good that we've seen that judges, even, you know, Trump appointed judges, follow the law and do their jobs. But it, it's also very frustrating from the standpoint where, uh, you know, a guy like Donald Trump, who's a completely transactional person, um, he sees courts, he sees legislatures like, you know, your local zoning board, not to like, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, discredit zoning boards, but he thinks it's like, okay, it's all a grift. It's all a payoff. Who do I need to, who do I need, who do I need to grease? Who do I need to line up? We got to get our four, you know, our four people in the right place, and then we'll get our project approved. And he just treats, he treats all of our institutions that way. Yeah. It's, there's a, I, I mentioned it when I was talking to Sean and we went off on a bit of a tangent about it, but you know, it's, it's that thing that has made the Godfather part three or the Godfather coda, the, re, the renewed version of it. So uh, also prescient because it's like, there's a moment where Michael Corleone is talking and he says, I get all the way to the top of what I think is legitimate business, you know, politics and, and the Vatican, religious institutions. And I realize that it is that it is all a grift with certain people up there, you know, bad, bad influences and power brokers at the top. They want to play those institutions and they are there to do that. And I think Trump, more than anything in this, it's just like uh, exactly as you said, it, it is all text. And I just can't, I can't understand people that are supporting him in the Republican party that are, that have leaned on things like we won votes, you know, look all the way back to Bush. Like we won this electoral college. We, we, these, this micro uh, amount of votes, you know, got our guy in, we, we campaign like crazy in, a, in smaller States and like win them heartily. So to, to, you know, to tip the balance of the election. I can't believe that they're sitting here listening to this conversation going, Oh no, he didn't mean, he didn't mean it. Cause it's just there. It's, it's, it's just there. It's like, find me those votes. What does that mean to someone when you say find me the votes? I don't know if anyone's worked in the corporate world. I certainly have, you know, you're speaking of us past sins. I've worked in the corporate world and there, but when someone says find me a solution, the, the implication is if you don't find me a solution, see ya. Like, I need, I need it. I need this problem solved. I need this budget hit. I don't care what corners you're cutting. They don't say any of these things. It's all subtext, but it's like, find me a solution or find me this. And, you know, 
I can't well, believe Trump's been telling his team to do that for almost three months now, or I guess yeah. two months. And uh, there, you know, there's no answer because there isn't a mechanism that he can use. And that's, yeah. I think, the thing that he just he doesn't want to uh, he doesn't want to acknowledge that there is no mechanism. You know, Mike Pence can't get up there tomorrow and declare Donald Trump to be president. It's it's not within his power. He's not going to do it. He can't do it. Yeah. And, um, you know, some of the senators that are supporting uh, this protest against the electoral count vote um, are doing so largely out of self-interest. Um, but I will note there are other Republicans who I think correctly have noted now that, look, we can't mess with the electoral college. We need the electoral college. Republican yeah. presidents don't get elected without the electoral college because they're, you know, because of the way the, the country is grouped, they need, they need the electoral college is counter-majoritarian in a way, and they need to be able to take advantage of that. That's how Trump got elected. Yes. Through the electoral college. Now he wants to blow it up. And so, you know, some smart Republicans are saying, we can't do that. We need <laughs> the electoral college. For because, if it, because if it goes to the popular vote, like in my yeah. country, if it goes to a popular vote, like Democrats outweigh Republicans so significantly, especially if you even just look at New York and California, just on like pure population density. If they vote, if they vote one way, that's what, like 40, 50 million people or something stupid like that. Like it's a lot of people in the population that's, that can tip that. Biden got 8 million more votes than Trump. Yeah. That's a lot of people. Yeah. And, uh, and so so not only is sort of Trump doing whatever he can to try to, to, to hold on to power, but he's also swinging the wrecking ball through his own party and his own party's arguments in terms uh, of, you know, their future. It, what's going to be really interesting is if these Republican legislatures, you know, spurred on by Trump, going to enact, you know, restrictions on, say, mail-in voting or something like that. Mm. Well, a lot of Republicans use mail-in voting, you know, uh, uh, veterans and service members use mail-in voting. Uh, seniors use mail-in voting. So it's like, you know, they could, be, they could be hurting their own electoral chances. But that's the thing is, all of that is, it takes a backseat to the whims and the desires of the president. And, um, and you know, that's where, that's where we are. I mean, Nixon, you know, in his own way, right? I mean, this was, I think, you know, I'm not sure he was ever mindful uh, of the damage he would do, but of course he, end up doing them in tremendous damage in the short term to the Republican Party uh, and its integrity. And eventually that's where they cut him loose. I mean, they they went along with him as long as they could. And then suddenly it was politically expedient and they had to cut their losses and they turned on him, but only at the very end. Uh, and, you know, we're sort of seeing that slowly take place now. Yeah, look, it's I never thought that the All the President's Minute show would slowly evolve into the final days, like, but but that's what I feel like this mini series of bonus podcasts are because it's just like, I, I've been wondering and we've been hypothesizing through like talking about that show and how, talking about that on that show about the film and how incredibly pressing it is and going along and sort of charting as things were evolving in this situation all the way through to the election, thinking that at the point like, okay, he's lost and it's it's seeming like there's a little bit of certainty in the uh in this fact and i i i now i'm and, and part of the reason i want to talk to you james is like i struggle to imagine what it's like to be the next phase of republicans because there's a very specific cult of personalities around trump and then what's your rhetoric going to be when the guy tried to blow up the electoral college 
thinks that all voting is falsified. Like it's, it's this, this hostility and craziness and this extremity, it can't sustain like, and, and all the rational people and Republicans, like, you know, that, that, or, you know, pretty down the line Republicans are going to be saying, is this who we, like, who the hell are we? Who are, well, it's like anything else, Blake, though, it depends on whether they have success or failure. So, yeah. Um, when we, what we might call moderate Republicans or institutional Republicans like John McCain and Mitt Romney lost, the, the party wanted an outsider. They wanted someone who wanted to blow stuff up. Mm. They got that in Trump. He's blowing stuff up. Um, you know, is that going to be the model now going forward for other Republicans? Well, it depends if they have success doing it. Yes. If they don't, you know, um, if, we're ha- if we have another Democratic president in four years, um, they're going to look for something else. Or, you know, and then we'll, have, we'll see in these Senate races and people who, uh, you know, in congressional races, people who model themselves uh, after Trump versus, you know, in primaries versus non-Trump Republicans. This will all play out. But, you know, this, the party is not going to reform itself out of its desire to be <laughs> pure. Yeah. It's going yeah. to only reform itself out of its desire to win. And so, um, you know, when, so Trump, uh, you know, and Trump will be a factor in that. And Trumpism, whatever it is, will be a factor in that. Mm. Uh, and so, you know, we're going to see this play out through all of uh, Biden's presidency, these, this tension between establishment Republicans and Trumpian Republicans and Trump himself. And uh, it's going to be really interesting. Well, it's the 21st of January, right? The inauguration? The 20th. 20th. Um, it can't come fast enough, man. It can't come fast yeah, enough. Yeah, you know, it's funny how these milestones keep coming. Like, you know, a few weeks ago, nobody cared about the day the Electoral College met. And that became a big deal. It became, uh, and then now uh, tomorrow, January 6th, is now a monumental deal where four years ago, it was just a, a footnote uh, in the process. And uh, what, you know, and we'll see, because, you know, when, when um, and certainly when Biden is certified by Congress as the winner, Trump's not going to change his tune. No. Um, but he's just going to be out of flashpoints to rally around. And so then all the attention is going to turn. All right, what are you going to do on the 20th? You're going to show up. You going to have a rally somewhere else. Are you going to, you know, leave the night before? Um, what's going to happen? And that's going to be, that's, that's going to be the next and maybe final phase. Please. Well, it's, it's just crazy. It's, it's crazy. And the world's certainly going to change and it's going to be really interesting to see what he does next. And for, for you, my friend, and for everyone that is, uh, that is involved in this cycle. I hope that it at least goes smoothly. Cause that's, I just, again, talking about blowing things up. Could we blow it up so that when the election results are done, that the person is immediately gone. Like, could we just make it so that in, in the 30th of November, that it's just like, yeah, okay. Now is the inauguration. Like, see ya, like get out of here. We don't need another three months of nonsense. Well, go. certainly. I mean, um, like anything else it's it, it, it's something that used to never be questioned and now uh like the electoral college like this entire process it, it merits deep thought about how we sort of go forward from all of this i mean that's what the, you know what trump has done is he he has stress tested 
almost every aspect uh, of our democracy or our republic. And now, you know, how do we respond to that? Well, thank you for trying to help us understand, my friend. It's great talking to you. Uh, I'm and... not sure I ever understand you, Blake, but <laughs> I, just, I just carry on. <laughs> well, this is what's been great about checking in with you as we have throughout the duration of last year and now even checking in with you now is like, Things are happening. Sometimes there's a lot of chaos, but also there's, you know, as you said, um, I think it's good to put it in context. Like people stick with what wins. That's a really important thing to say. It's like people stick with what wins. So um, the, that's a good, you know, if, if, if the, if the Republican party doesn't have a response to Biden Harris, and then potentially eventually Kamala Harris going, you know, going for running for president herself, I, I shudder to think what the next curveball is. I'm, I'm just like, what's the next curveball? Well, and you know, if you want to, if you want to take something away from this debacle uh, that you that to feel positive about, it is there were Republicans in all these states, like Roethlisberger, who did their job. Yeah, there were Republican Republican elected officials. Uh, there were state boards of election. There were Republican state legislatures. Republican appointed judges, they held the line by and large and fulfilled their, their role and did their function and didn't burn the house down. No. So to the extent that we still have some sense of civics uh, in this <laughs> society, um, you know, at least maybe we can take some solace in that. Yeah. Uh, it's much like the, as frustrating as the Mueller report was to read because there was no necessarily an indictment. It's the eight or nine or 10. And I can't remember how many of there are exactly stories where Trump directly provided an order to a civil servant to break the law, to do something that would ultimately constitute something illegal. And all those people didn't, they ignored direct orders right. to, 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 which ultimately saved Trump's presidency because nothing was then therefore indictable to impeach him immediately or to charge him. But there are people in there who are doing the jobs going, this is wrong. We're not going to do this. We're not going to, we're not going to do, we're not going to do it like this. This is not who we are. Um, but <sighs> incredible times, my friend, incredible times. Yeah. And they're, they're going to, I think, stay, uh, they're going to stay that way for a while still. Um, and we'll see what happens when we have a new president, but, um, That was my very good friend, James Oliphant, the national politics correspondent for Reuters. Um, If you want to follow him, he's also not just talking politics. He talks a great deal of movies, which is why we have a relationship. It's at James Oliphant, O-L-I-P-H-A-N-T. Thank you so much for listening to another bonus episode of All the President's Minutes. Uh, We are going to have one more special episode, um, a a bonus one, sort of processing this final Nixonian death rattle from Trump. And then that will be that, hopefully. Uh, But you never know. You literally never know. Thanks so much for listening to this show and everything we do in All the President's Minutes and One Heat Minute Productions. We'll catch you soon.